You're listening to The Being Podcast, a safe space that acknowledges, empowers, and inspires women in overcoming any challenge, obstacle, or setback you may face in order to help you thrive. Every Tuesday, I will address topics to help you understand how to believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain across all areas of your life. I'm your host, Jada. Now, let's go. Hi, and welcome to The Being Podcast, a safe space created to take a look at how we believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain in every area of our lives. I want to thank you all, and I will continue thanking you for being on this journey with me. You know, as I've stated before, this outlet has allowed me the space and the grace to grow as I share my opinions and my personal experiences, as well as those um, of the guests that I have been honored to have on the show so far. And from the feedback that you all have provided, it is definitely welcomed and it is truly amazing to know that I am not alone. (laughs) As we like to say, I'm not alone in a lot of these Um, topics that I discuss. So, you know, I definitely do enjoy having you here, but for this week, I do want you to be warned that this episode may, um, may be triggering for you, um, or it may, it may take you on a path that maybe you didn't even think you would go down because I am going to finally allow myself to discuss, um, the loss of loved ones and the grief that, um, we could possibly go through. And, and just definitely from my lens, because this is just me speaking, um, to you all about what I have experienced in this area. So, you know, please stay if you feel so inclined as, as you know, you're welcome. Um, turn it off if you need you know, put this one on pause for a minute if you need to, and just know that, um, it will be here for you, you know, if, and when you are able to listen to it, you know, remember this is a safe space. Um, it's a space, which I will always speak from a place of honesty, a place of transparency, um, a place from grace, because I do believe that we should extend that to each other and always from a place of love. You know, every topic that I cover, I have either, like I said, personally experienced it or I've had someone close to me who who has. So with that, um, let me get into this week's episode. I know it, it probably feels like I am trying to still avoid it. (laughs) Maybe my subconscious mind is, um, but let's go ahead and get into it. So, um, as many of you know already, and if you haven't, um, on the 29th of October, 2021, God called my daddy, you know, to come home. And just a short 33 days later, on the 2nd of December, he also called my mama to go and join him. And, you know, in my 41 years of being on this earth so far, I, and I don't want to take it for granted because it's definitely not that, you know, um, I just 
having experienced a lot of loss in regards to close family members dying. Now, I am going to share some of those um, today, just as I think maybe kind of like self-healing and then hopefully to you know, to anyone who may be able to relate. And it's, it's interesting because I'm saying that I haven't had a lot of loss, but as I started thinking through this, there have been a, a few. So here we go. Um, starting kind of at the beginning a little bit. Um, I was really young about three or four when my paternal grandmother passed away. And to be honest, I hate that I missed out on getting to know her because everyone, including my dad, would tell me, he, he felt like, uh, I remember him saying, we had like a cricket that just would not go away at the house. And um, I might've been in high school and he was like, I think that's my mom, like coming back, you know, he would just make little remarks like that. But he definitely felt like she was coming through me um, from time to time because they, he and, you know, his relatives and even my mom would share, you know, how much I was like her. Um, from my hair color, my body type and shape, um, clearly my attitude, <laughs> um, even to the way that I pop my gum. Yeah. And it was funny because my mom was like, I can't believe you pop your bubble gum even like that. You know, your, your grandmother, that was one of her things. Um, so it was really cool to, um, I guess, have those commonalities with someone that I did not have a chance to personally know. But um, my daddy was an only child and they said that my grandmother was so super special that she not only accepted my mother as her daughter in love, but, or daughter-in-law, we do say daughter-in-love, but um, not only accepted her as that, but she also, my grandmother also accepted my mom's siblings as well as their children, right? So I remember my my brother having a, having a meltdown or something they said, you know, because she was treating our cousin super sweet too. And he was like, that's my grandmother. And my grandmother stepped in and was like, I'm hers too. So um, she just, she was a really special lady from what I understand. Um, my daddy often also talked about her flair of dress, which I will gladly continue to live for her. <laughs> um, so that was early on. I do remember them saying that I was in a bad car accident. She was holding me, you know, that was back in the day before I guess all the police were making sure that we were buckling all the kids in, but they said that I, she was holding me and there was glass in my head and everything. And I was just smiling. So, I mean, there was something that we were bound together in and I definitely must've just trusted and loved her in my own way, even though I don't recall her. So it was when I was in my late, like mid to late twenties, when I experienced or started experience loss that I can remember. Um, first came my maternal grandfather, my papa. He too was an amazing man that knew everyone, or perhaps I should say everyone knew him. <laughs> Growing up, I remember hearing stories of how, and I think this was even with my mom and my dad, maybe. Um, but stories of how people would get pulled over for speeding and they would happen to mention my papa's name and the cop would just let him go with a warning. So he just had those connections and, and people just really, really loved him. Um, my cousins and I had started a tradition, you know, if you will, of coming together from across the United States. I mean, 
at one point I was in Alabama stationed. I have cousins that are in California, some are in Georgia, some in Texas, some there that were there in Oklahoma. But we started this tradition of coming together um, every October for our papa's birthday and every March for our Mima's birthday. And the year that he passed away, I was scheduled to have military duty the weekend of his actual birthday, which is the 4th of October. And a little fun fact, I intentionally had Olivia on his birthday because I had to have a scheduled C-section, which I will get into um, in another episode, but I intentionally had her on his birthday. So but that year we had drill and I was stationed in, Bur- in Birmingham at the time and I was the aide-de-camp to a one-star general. So I had to be at battle assembly, right? So knowing that I made plans and I flew home um, to spend time and to celebrate his birthday the weekend prior to. And <clears throat> excuse me, to be honest, at the time, I'm not sure why... I felt so compelled to, you know, to go, but I did. And I will always remember it being his 88th birthday because I use like dollar bills to make an 88 on the front of his card. So, um, my papa passed away on the 2nd of November, 2009, which was that same year. So just, you know, a couple of days shy of um, the month after his birthday. And he was surrounded by my mom, her two sisters and her three brothers when he went home. And, you know, it was just amazing that they were able to be there and to surround him. So he was able to just go in love and in peace. So he, um, he went in on a Friday. They said he asked for ice cream to my oldest cousin that I just mentioned not too long ago that Saturday. So it almost seemed like he was rebounding. And then he passed um, that Sunday. So, you know, up until the passing of my parents this past year, that was like the first one that I had to really experience. And I remember I had just started my civilian job and I took off. I went in the hole in my sick leave because I just felt like I needed to be there, you know, for my family, I guess maybe for myself. And I guess in hindsight, it was okay. I mean, I'm glad I was able to do that and to stand up and to speak um, at the services and everything. Um, But I don't know if it was just due to age that he was older or if it was just due to knowing that he was surrounded. There was just like some peace there, right? But um, moving forward a little bit, bear with me. Um, The hardest loss that I have had to deal with up until my parents, of course, was that of um, my cousin, who was actually more like a little brother to me. We were a little over two years apart in age. And um, as kids, like we just spent all of our time together. I would go to Oklahoma during the first part of the summer. He would come to Texas the second part. We liked when, you know, our, our Christmas breaks didn't fall on the same week because it's like we got two weeks. I would go up there for his and he would come down for mine. Just all the breaks, we would always be together and all the holidays. Um, His mom is my mom's baby sister. And I think due to their closeness and then the due, and also due to the closeness in our 
me and my cousins ages like we were just thick as thieves we were together all the time my mom and her baby sister like they were super close so we were just always together and looking back i can see how you know as i went off to college and stopped going back to visit oklahoma so much we you know time created space I mean, and don't get me wrong, we we still talked, but we did lose some of the closeness that we we had when we were younger as we we got older. And I regret that. I really really do. <sighs> so moving this forward, I was out in Vegas celebrating, you know, my last year in my 20s and having the time of my life, I will add, but I remember being at a club, so it was really loud and he had tried to call me because I couldn't hear him, I was like, I texted him and said, hey, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. Um, and I didn't. And yes, I definitely regret that too. Um, we had actually flown out, and I say we, because a good friend of mine was with me. We flew um, to Vegas from Atlanta. And so we just drove over and, and flew out of there. And we were driving back to Birmingham, and my phone kept going off. But you know, it was my birthday, um, the, the day we traveled. So my birthday must have been on that Friday, the 1st of January, as if you've heard that episode, you know. So we're coming back. My phone's going off. I'm driving. So I'm like, nope, I'll get to it later. But um, a close family friend of ours, who is actually more like a cousin, but he called me like back to back to back. And I'm like, what is going on? So I finally answered the phone. And he asked me if I had talked to anyone about my cousin. I'm like, no, I hadn't talked to him, but you know, I'm gonna call him when I get back and get settled. And he told me, no, Jada, you got to pull over. So, um, thank God my friend was with me because I pulled over and he let me know that my cousin had been shot in the head. And I think that was that Thursday. So, you know, we're finding out early Friday morning. He is in the hospital on Friday. And like our papa, he died two days later on a Sunday, the 3rd of January of 2010. And I, this one was so hard for me because one, I guess, cause I was in Birmingham, like by myself. Two, this was my baby cousin. I had not called him. Like I said, I was going to call him. And I just remember having thoughts of him being alone in the morgue. Um, I had thoughts of him being alone in the ground in a box. Like I remember thinking, okay, I spent a whole week for my papa just two, two months earlier. I don't think I'm going to do that again, but I, I have to be there, right? So... A few days before his services, I, I, flew, I flew home again. I fly home. We drive up. And I remember going into his wake and almost passing out. Like, I just could not get myself to go and see him there. Um, in that chapel, laying there, like, it was just way, way, way too much for me. And I know that, you know, it is only by the grace of God, I was able to make it through that weekend. 
that it was God's strength and mercy that allowed for me to stand up and to speak at his funeral. And I remember saying then for the first time that I know of that my God doesn't make mistakes. Like no matter the fact that my mind couldn't comprehend why this has happened, that it just didn't make sense, what is going on, why did it have to happen the way that it did? Did it happen the way that it did? Because um, we didn't have a lot of answers and I just had to hold on to the fact that God doesn't make mistakes. And that is what really helped me to get through that time. But y'all, I miss him and I always will. And that one was definitely, definitely tough. So after that, um, I had an uncle that passed. I had an aunt that passed. And it was very interesting because on the 2nd of December of 2020, my uncle, my mom's baby brother, passed away. And it was crazy um, in hindsight because a year later, my mom would go and join him on the same day. But um, my maternal grandmother, she, you know, she was a little spitfire. Oh, my God. At four foot 11 inches on a good day, she was definitely the matriarch. She was just a pillar of strength and love and wisdom and wit. Um, and I'm not sure if you caught the episode that I did mentioning her words of wisdom to me uh, about learning to cook because um, I was not going to get a husband if I did it. <laughs> but she was super special to me, um, taught me how to can green beans and to make preserves and, and all of that. And so we were going through our first cycle of IVF in 2016 and I received a call and it was so interesting how it lined up that the last day they were going to call me about the growth of the embryos was the 4th of February. And then two days later, they were going to do the transfer. More on that later as I promised. But my grandmother, my mama calls me and on the 4th of February, that Thursday, she was also surrounded by my mom, her two sisters, and at this point, two brothers, when she went to be with the Lord and with my papa. <sighs> so that was tough because now I'm grieving. I'm concerned about the embryos. How is this going to go? You know, I don't know if you've heard that, you know, grief or, or passing happens in, in threes. And so I'm just going through all of these things. So, um, as I said, a couple of days later, we did the transfer and we transferred two embryos into my womb. And on the 12th of February, I flew home to pay my respects to my Mima. And on the 14th, yep. Valentine's day, it was a Sunday. I woke up getting ready to fly back to Alabama and I had started bleeding and um, I was actually in the process of losing one of my babies during that time so I must be honest you know with all of the loss the grief and the fear you know I think during that time my subconscious just turned 
my focus is on the embryo that was still in my womb and still growing, which is now my six-year-old who is thriving and simply amazing. And so I say that to say I have never been one to really sit and process my losses or allowed myself time to grieve. And in me being honest and transparent with you all, if you've listened this far, we know that that is not necessarily healthy. So if you are like me, you know, I just implore you to do the work or to figure out a way in order to recognize it and to move forward and to know that it's okay because that's where I'm at and where I'm trying to go. So more to come on that as I continue to grow through this. So moving to my present situation, um, I am still entering and facing a few more first of this first year without my daddy being here and my mama being here. Um, Last Friday actually marked the year of my daddy's passing. And so it was really on my heart heavy to have this topic brought up now. And so I'm trying to to just get through this for me and for you all. Um, A couple of days prior to Friday, so last week, I had made plans of working, running errands, having a date night, you know, just trying to remain normal and busy and just trying to take care of things the way that I tend to like to take care of them, avoiding. (laughs) Don't be me. Um, But when that day came and as I dropped off my babies, I sent my boss a note and I'm like, look, I'm going to need to take some time today. I just need time to reflect and to be and to process. And while it still didn't unfold, like the day didn't unfold how I imagined, um, I did not dishonor my daddy by trying to be intentionally busy. You know, I, I did make the time to be in my thoughts and in my mind and in my body and acknowledge that, yeah, he's physically not here, but he is always, always, always with me. So I know I refuse to allow myself at this time the space um, to fully grieve. I do still acknowledge both my mom and my dad. And in that, until I can fully get through all of this, I will make sure to make time for them. You know, I truly believe that my loved ones have been called home. And when that day comes, y'all, I will see them again. And that gives me some peace too, right? As I move forward and forge through being here and still living in their legacy and and keeping their memories alive. Um, so when December the 2nd does roll around here soon, um, I will take another moment, another day to just show my mom that she is still regarded highly in my thoughts and in my mind and in my movement, in my movements. And I will slow down and I will honor her. So with all of that said, I do believe that it is vital to grieve, um, to find healthy ways to deal with and cope with, you know, the way things go when we lose those that are close to us. Um, 
I do mention my thoughts and my fears and my concerns to my therapist. Um, they are trying to help me with coping and to work through the grief. Um, I do check in with my brother and I am so grateful that he is here with me during this time. It's almost like my girlfriends. I hate that other people have to go through it, but I'm also grateful to have somebody who understands. So if that is you, find someone who understands. And if I can be that person for you, please reach out. I am definitely here. We are not in this and meant to go through this alone. Um, and with that, I do speak with my inner circle as well. They have all provided me with unconditional support, unconditional love, unconditional grace, unconditional space to deal with these times. And when I'm triggered or when I'm just going down memory lane. Um, they do remind me to make the time for myself to deal with the loss. And I challenge you to do that too. It is okay to make and to take that time. Um, I have been encouraged to speak to them out loud, you know, as though they're still here to write them letters, to journal, to pray, and to look, you know, to God for strength. And so I just implore you to do the same. Take what you can, use it if you can, and whatever does not suit you, feel free to, to let that go. So have I implemented all of these tools yet? <laughs> no. Will I? Maybe. I'm trying. I'm working on it. But will I get through this? Yes. Yes, I'm going to get through this. And you will too. I honestly, honestly believe that. And as the good book says, and my mama would often say, this too shall pass. You know, we all grieve loss differently, but know that we can, and yes, we will get to the other side. You know, after all, we now have more angels to watch over us, to help guide us, to help just let us know that we're not alone while we're still here. So I hope that this has helped you in some way. Please, as I said, if you need someone to just listen, to vent, or to ask questions to, I am here, you know, or if you need to speak to a therapist or speak to family, just, you know, do what you need to do that is going to get you where you need to go. And that is to be whole and healed and just wonderful in this time as you continue to walk through this life and live in their legacies and press forward and keep their memories alive. Continue to show yourself grace as I will do the same. And until next week, please remain blessed. Please remain thoughtful. I know the holidays are upon us and it could make it harder, but know that you're not alone. You will get through this. We will get through this. So until next week, I will let you go. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Being Podcast. It is certainly an honor to share the space and time with you. So please feel free to share it and leave a review. To ensure you catch every new episode, make sure to subscribe to the show. And for more content, you can check out my website. It's www.jadahartfield, that's H-A-R-T-F-I-E-L-D, or on IG at Jada Hartfield Consulting. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, stay blessed.